All right, hello, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach. Thank you for joining another episode of our new podcast. Um, again, this new podcast is to highlight local stories of faith and sports, and today we're excited to be joined by my good friend and head football coach from Coppell, Texas, Coach Mike DeWitt. I've known Mike for six or seven years now, and he is a true man of faith, and that's actually his walk with Christ is actually how we met. I was asked to get a local coach to speak at an event, and one of his players um, actually, without hesitation, uh, pulled out a cell phone and said, here, call Coach DeWitt. Um, he would, is a true man of God. So, Mike, thanks for joining us today. Well, you bet. Well, let's start with, if you don't mind, just sharing your story of growing up here in the Dallas area of where uh, football is major, and then also tell us about how your faith journey began. Yeah, I'm a lo local guy. I grew up in Allen, um, lived there my whole life, and um, was a very average, at best, <laughs> football player. And uh, and that, in fact, when I played there, that was before Allen was what they are now. We were we were not very good <laughs> back in the day. So it's changed a uh, lot, it, and it has changed a lot. And um, ended up. Long story short, I ended up uh, walking on to play football at Southeastern Oklahoma State, small school in Oklahoma, in Durant, Oklahoma. Um, you know, I was raising a great family. I was a, a good kid for the most part, but um, you know, I wasn't a wasn't a Christian. If you had asked me at the time, I would have told you yes, but but I I was not. Um, got to college in um, 1997. I began to um, visit. Uh, a campus ministry called Baptist Student Union, and they had you know, a lot of things that would go on there throughout the week. Um, they had a cool deal called Noonday. They'd feed you lunch where local uh, churches would bring in potluck lunch. You could pay a dollar and, <laughs> and get some <laughs> home cooking. So I started going to that, and then they had some, some worship services I would go to. And then um, through, through that, the Lord just really started softening my heart, and I realized that, that I was lost and I needed a Savior. And uh, prayed to receive Christ in my dorm room in 1997, and um, and then not long after that, uh, the defense coordinator at the time, his name is Ray Richards, he had started a, a discipleship group, and I got plugged into that, and that's really where my my faith really began to grow, and he, he took me and about five other guys through a discipleship group um, for the next two and a half years, and um, taught me how to study my Bible, and, and just uh, how to live out my faith, and so um, and then fast forward, um, I don't know, that's 17 years ago, uh, was when I graduated college. So, um, been a while. Wow. Awesome. That's just another reminder too, of the importance of, uh, campus ministries, whether it's middle school, high school, college. So thanks for, thanks for sharing that. How did you get into coaching or maybe even why did you get into coaching? Is it a calling you felt like God calling you to do or just a passion or? Mm -hmm. Or tell us about getting into coaching. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I had several coaches that were a great influence in me, but especially my defense coordinator, Coach Richards. And, um, you know, just when I was trying to figure out what I was going to do when I got out of college, I, I had about a year left, and I realized that, you know, I, obviously I enjoy athletics and I love football, and but I saw the impact that a coach can have on a, on a young person and had a heart for discipleship and, um, was really challenged in college to lead a dorm Bible study, and so I was able to do that uh, around the football guys and just had a heart to pour into athletes, and um, so that's really what kind of drew me to coaching. Awesome. So how long have you been coaching? 
Uh, this will be my 17th year. All here in the Dallas area? Uh, yes. So so the demand on coaches is pretty high. How is it to balance coaching and then also um, living out your faith? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all I know. So I don't, I don't really think it's d that much different than – the next guy that works a lot of hours, um, you know, my father-in-law's a CPA. He works a ton of hours. I mean, um, I think maybe being a coach, it's a little magnified because our society worships athletics, you know, and um, especially in this area. I mean, um, it, athletics, it's a big deal. And so I think the way you balance that, it's just like anything. You've got to have an eternal perspective and got to have your right priorities. And, um, you know, it's just the balance that you have to you have to have. So what would you say, um, just as a coach, what, what would be your greatest memory or accomplishment so far in your coaching career? Yeah, there's definitely some great, great memories. Um, I guess the one that just jumps out in my mind is 2014 is my first year to be a head coach here in Coppell. And um, we ran back the – well, let me back up. We were playing Hebron, which – I coached at Hebron High School for Coach Brazel, who he's a he's a great godly man, and have a lot of respect for him. Well, we just happened to be playing them, my first my first game as a head coach, and it was it was it was a home game, and we returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Oh yeah! And I remember thinking, oh, this is this whole head coach thing is not that <laughs> hard. <laughs> Pretty easy, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, I soon found out it's it's not that easy, uh, but we went on to win the game. So I mean, that'll, that'll probably always be something I remember. Yeah. What about, okay, kind of flip it a little bit. What would you say, um, and maybe not necessarily as a head coach, even as an assistant, what would be a, a biggest disappointment or challenge that sticks out? Yeah, it's probably 2010. I was a defense coordinator here at Coppell. We, we had a really good team. We had some great, great players, but great kids. And uh, we were in the fourth round against Trinity, and we, we lost in the last play of the game. And and that was just really kind of a gut shot, you know. It was a rather abrupt ending to a great year, and um, you know the game was back and forth, and and they just they scored right at the end, and so uh, that was probably the probably my worst memory. So thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I remember that one as well. That was a tough. Yeah, because that's an undefeated year, and then go yeah, yeah, um, deep in the playoffs. And one, so. Well, I can say this though. One thing. Um, even in your disappointments as a friend, I've seen, you know, whether it's, you know, the highs of the undefeated year or the lows of a um, a year that didn't go as well or adversity on and off the field, I, I've i seen you um, just not get too high and not get too low and just still be bold and live out your faith through that. So even, I know, even in disappointments, God uses you and your witness here. So I appreciate that. So you were newlywed when you got promoted here. Is that right? Uh, I was uh, – I got here in 2009. I was a defense coordinator, and then we got married in 2011. And so okay, so a few years so before I've been married a couple years before, uh, before I became a head coach. So has the – and now you're the proud dad of a one-year-old Matthew. How has that changed your perspective on or, – or has it changed your perspective on um, the demands of – of the head coach here, like you said, in the Dallas area, we seem to over magnify athletics, put a higher importance of it, and you know, which brings a lot more pressure, not just on the field, but 
lot of demands of time in the off season. So as a dad, has that changed any? Um, I mean, probably some, but I always wanted to try to have a good balance and, and not not work so much that I neglected my wife and time at home. Um, you know, now the difference is, you know, when I come home, I, I want to see my wife and my baby boy and not mm-hmm. just come home to my wife. And so um, it but it definitely does change the perspective on life for sure. When you have a little boy that the Lord has gifted you with and to think that, um, man, I, I don't want to screw this up, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but as far as trying to balance the demands, it's just, you know, it, it, it is, it is more difficult when you add a kid at home, um, because that requires so much time. And so there's other things you have to cut out. Um, so I don't do a whole lot other than uh, go to work and come home and, mow the yard <laughs> that's about all i do <laughs> yeah well i'm sure in the next don't, don't play a lot of golf and you know any of that kind of stuff so and you're not a avid sports fan right i mean i just don't have time yeah really i just uh i just don't have time to keep up with it well i'm sure in the next couple of years as matthew gets more mobile <laughs> it'll be more fun to have him around here <laughs> yeah running around um so i know we have um student athletes that will listen to the podcast so what advice would you offer them or encouragement uh, for them to live out their faith in schools in a time when um, it's less popular or less people openly profess to be Christians? How would you encourage them to to take a stand? And, you know, athletics is a platform, mm-hmm. um, even at the middle school, high school level. So how would you encourage a student athlete today to um, be bold in the schools? Yeah, I mean, there's probably a, a couple things. The first thing, you know, pops into my head is, you know, at the end of the day, you have to answer the question: Do you want to please God or please man? Mm-hmm. And, and you can't, you can't do both. And so, um, just being re- mindful of that. And then, I mean, I think stay, staying in the Word. I think um, whether you're young or old, if you're not, if you're not reading your Bible and spending time meditating on Scripture and and seeing what God has to say about things, you're just you're going to have a really tough time, uh, uh, um, not just taking a stand, but really just trying to do life. And so, I would encourage young people to, um, you know, worry about pleasing God, not their friends, and not you know what people think. And then and then also just you got to get in the Word, you got to open your Bible, you got to read it, you got to spend time in it. Um, so that's probably what I would tell them. Yeah, very good. I know that encouraged me. You said about pleasing God versus pleasing man. I saw something on social media just this morning that someone put out about, said, be who you were created to be, not who they want you to be. Mm. You know, with, you know, God's created everybody for a purpose, and we should seek his purpose, not um, our friends or parents or coaches' purpose. So that's that's good. Um, Kind of along the same lines, uh, coaches that listen to the podcast, um, you know, again, a time that's a little more difficult to speak openly about their faith in schools today. How would you encourage them? And also, you know, kind of the same question to use their platform of their influence that they have, because like you said earlier, a coach has a major influence on kids today and some that may not have a good family life. So how would you encourage coaches? Yeah, well, you know, in today's day and age, especially at a public school, it's going to look it's going to look different than if I was at a private school. If I was right. at a private school, you know, I could openly pray and, and uh, lead devos and, and that whole deal. Um, I'm at a public school and 
um, the world we live in right now, you're really limited on what you can you can say in front of kids and, and how much you can do. But uh, a verse that I always come back to, it's at the end of Philippians. It's Paul, Paul says in chapter 4, verse 22, he says, All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. And um, that, that little nugget really reminds me that, you know, even then there were believers living in Caesar's household. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think sometimes as a Christian you get – discouraged and you think oh man i would love to go do full-time ministry or work at a private school or but the reality is god has called christians to be in different places and um for me right now that means to to be in caesar's household that means to be uh, in the public school system and um you know i can't stand up and lead a bible study but i can i can be a man of integrity and 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 live my life in a way that is different um, than what the kids maybe see at home or see on TV. And and then you've got opportunities to share with kids. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just living out your faith and, and how you coach, how you treat kids, how you treat people. I mean, I, I think it's just it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to, you know, just how, how you do life, and kids will see that. Hey, man, that's good. I know as a parent, you know, we're very thankful for men like you in the schools and, and many other coaches that already in our sons' lives that – um, you know, you know, just like you said, by the way they lead, by the way they act, that they are believers. Mm-hmm. They may not openly talk about it in the school yeah. setting, but but then you know, there's going to be opportunities. God will give, God will open doors. You know, to share your faith in certain ways. Um, I, but I think you, um, I think more so in, in the public school, you have to earn that right. You know, and you've got to be wise as a serpent, and innocent as a dove, and you, you just got to let the Lord lead you, and and um, you know, go from there. That's good. Well, lastly, I got one more question. So, um, you know, the name of our organization, All In Sports Outreach, kind of from Philippian, I'm, I'm sorry, Colossians 3.17, whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus with the whole, you know, idea that no matter what we're doing, whether it's our words or actions, that we're all in. So when you think about the words all in, I know a lot of sports teams use that now as their rally cry. I know Clemson used it. Baylor basketball has used it recently. So when you hear that, what does that mean to you? And then secondly, um, what does it mean to you personally for you to be all in in your walk with Christ? Well, the thing that sticks out to me, you can't compartmentalize your life. Mm. You know, we tell our kids that all the time. Um, if you want to be a person that strives for excellence, you can't just pick and choose the areas that you do that. You know, you can't you can't wait till Friday night to to strive to be your best. I mean, you've got to do that every day, whether it's in the weight room or in meetings. Um, and then the challenge is off the field, right? In the classroom, mm-hmm. um, you've got to develop work habits and some self discipline. And you can't you can't pick and choose, you know, because at the end of the day. Um, if you're lazy in one area of your life, it's going to spill over into another area. And so I think the same thing's true spiritually. You can't pick and choose, and you can't just show up on Sunday and, you know, think that you're going to check that box, and then, you know, the other six days during the week, you don't you don't open your Bible, you're not praying, you're not seeking the Lord. I mean, so to me, being all in is, you, you, I mean, it's every part of your life. It's is affected by the gospel, and it's not, it's like I said, you, just, you, can't, you can't compartmentalize it. Um. that's good no I, I think that's a good a good word well thanks for taking a few minutes to today and I know I've been encouraged not just today um, 
and your encouragement to, I know for me personally, just to stay in the Word every day, but just the last six or seven years of our friendship, I'm always encouraged when we're together, just your your fire for Christ is always is always evident, and just know that, um, I know our family, we pray for you often, and you know, as we wish you the best as we start this new season here, and hopefully it's another one of those undefeated seasons and doesn't end like 2010. Uh. <laughs> hopefully when we talk again, we're talking about greatest accomplishments this 2017 season's one of them. So thanks for, for joining us, and um, thank everybody for listening, and um, we encourage you to go subscribe and download our new podcast, and you can always stay in touch with us by visiting our Facebook page at All In Sports Outreach or our website at www.allinsportsoutreach.org. Thank you.